This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. with another edition of Lauer After Hours. My name is Will, a.k.a. Crispy Memed on Twitter. This week, we are thrilled to be joined by the man, the myth, the South Florida sports journalist legend, and of course, more importantly to the fans listening to this show, known as the host of the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody, Mr. Greg Cody. Greg, thank you so much for being here tonight. The pleasure is mine. (laughs) <laughs> all right well we're going to we've got lots of questions for you all sorts of subject matters um again thank you so much for being here and and for for making the time for us we are we are thrilled to do this so uh i'm going to throw it to our first question asker tonight and that would be beat count he's got a question about fatherhood for you go ahead beat hey greg thanks a lot for joining us tonight I, we appreciate it um we've all seen Chris uh, grow over the years into a really great father. And I'm sure that's in no small part to, to you. Um, tell me, how did your dad, Papa Cody, help shape the man and the father that you became? Wow. Um, did not expect that question. And I thank you for it. Um, my dad was uh, uh, a master carpenter. He was a woodworker. He built most of the furniture in our house growing up. And um he he was a man I admired greatly. He worked two jobs and, um, you know, didn't have much of an education, um, but uh, he, he put me through college. I was the first guy in my family to graduate from college, and it was because of my dad. And, uh, you know, we bonded over the Miami Dolphins and um, became much closer because of that. So I have great memories of my dad because... He was someone of uh, modest means who made something of himself and uh, and raised a family and have great admiration for that. You know, the idea that you have to be successful or famous or anything like that to be admired is ridiculous because my dad uh, is one of my heroes even now that he's been gone Man, for a long time. We almost got him crying. First question. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, as emotional as I get, so... 
we're uh, we we've taken a turn with this podcast. We're we're doing hard hitting. Yeah, I see that. That's good. Deep, the heady play. Dives. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Beat, for that question. Up next, we've got Cody Cavalry, aka Drake. He's got a show question for you. Go ahead, Drake. All right. Let's get back to the norm, Greg. This is Greg Cody. Thank you for joining us. So, Greg Cody here with us. For those of you who don't know, this is Chris's dad, Greg Cody. Greg Cody, do us a favor and give us a promotion for the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Why should we tune in? Well, uh, the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody and Chris Cody uh, airs once a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, you know, we're a variety show. You don't know what we're going to have next. We've done serious stuff and we're we're inane. Uh, Sometimes we're sports. Usually we're not. And, And, of course, you know, stay for the Mount Greg Moore name game. I mean, that's, uh, that's the staple of our show, even though Christopher hates it. So, uh, you know, we, we try to entertain mostly, mostly, and um, we're having fun with it. You know, sometimes it flies and sometimes it crashes like the dirigible, but uh, uh, we're enjoying it. We've been doing it now like six months and I still feel like I'm, I'm feeling my way through this thing. You guys know, I mean, the Lauer After Hours podcast is, um, is brand new or fairly new and uh it's doing great things and uh, i'm a big fan of it so um we're in the pod together you know which uh which episodes have you listened to uh the two with you <laughs> no uh <laughs> no I'm, I'm not lying about that i did listen to the two with you uh i haven't gotten to the one the the newer one with izzy yet but uh that's a must listen from what i hear uh i mean that's great stuff uh, when i when i heard you guys landed izzy the first thing I did was uh, yell at my producer, Chris <laughs> Cody, and say, why didn't we get Izzy first? <laughs> I mean, That's a true story. That's a true story. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Greg, I hope there's no uh, there's no hard feelings there. We did not mean to scoop you. Uh, I know, you know, obviously you, you are in charge of the South Florida region down there. We did not mean to encroach on your territory. No problem. <laughs> All right. We're going to throw it to our foreign correspondent, uh, Morgan in Australia. Go ahead, Morgan. Hey, Greg. It's very nice to have you on our um, podcast. I uh, just wanted to know what would be your song that you sing as a duet karaoke? Uh, my song on karaoke? Yeah, as a duet. Oh, man. Um, you know, karaoke is, I've done karaoke and, and I love karaoke after about 10 to 12 beers. Uh, before then, I'm <laughs> sort of, you know, you got to shove me on the stage. But I like the idea of, you know, karaoke is usually like upbeat, fun songs. I like the idea of going on a karaoke stage and doing like "Creep" by Radiohead, or um, <laughs> you know what I mean, just, just like, like killing the, just killing all the energy in the room. <laughs> yeah, like, like a, or like um, you know, you guys don't know this song, but Elton John has a song, an obscure song from the '70s called "Curtains." I Sing want it. you guys to uh, Google that and listen to it tonight. Uh, the idea of uh, karaokeing like a mournful sad six minute song so weird you're so weird i mean it's it kind of makes sense coming from a man who goes out of his way to tour graveyards and cemeteries hey you know it kind of in line that's that's actually 100 percent true by the way like i know like we've said i've said on this thing before that there's bits and stuff like he loves cemeteries like right on i like it i think that's a great song choice um could we find five morgans to be on mount gregmore wow I'm I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. I had a bad mic, and now I'm trying the other mic. Oh, or, I, or earphone rather. Could you find five Morgans to be on Mount Gregmore? 
I bet I could. We got to figure out who the M is, right? Have we gone to M's yet? I don't even. No, we haven't. Yeah. No. Are you kidding me? We're, we're our silver yeah. anniversary uh, episode coming up is going to be the H's. Of course. So, so no honey, M's, uh, nobody knows what silver anniversary means, by the way. Like, I, mean, well, I don't. Twenty-five. Least. It must All be right, twenty-five. Maybe there you go. Do. Sorry. The big twenty-five. <laughs> he just oh. loves. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, See, Morgan's it, absolutely. You know, Morgan take... Freeman. I mean, come on. I, I, yeah, well, there you go. There's one. Is he? <laughs> I was Hello, gonna, Greg. I was gonna, doing? I was going to say, let's play the game of how long will it take Greg to find out that Izzy's here. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was shocked it was that fast. It was fast. I, I recognized him right away. But uh, it is weird when somebody's asking me a question, I got to, like, rotate the entire screen to see where the voice is coming from. Yeah, I heard you were talking about me. <laughs> yeah, Izzy. So, uh, so Greg, Greg apparently wanted to know why you didn't come to the Greg Cody show to mm. deliver the story that you had to tell. Yeah, you know what, Greg? I just feel like you're such an integral part of the success of your podcast uh, because your name's in it twice. So I figured with me doing all the talking, it really wouldn't have gone well for your brand. So I just kind of <laughs> moved on to the, the new uh, and up-and-coming Lauer Rangers. Okay, well, we, we do make exceptions for exceptional stories. So the next time you want to come on my podcast and, and say something wonderful and break news and, uh, and be emotive and, uh, and all that, uh, you're, you're more than, uh, more than welcome. Well, thank you. All right, we're going to go to Mark up next, a.k.a. Leber Reddit. He's got a question about back in my day. Go ahead, Mark. Good evening, Mr. Cody. So I, first off, you, you're my absolute favorite part of the show. So I run the, the Reddit Twitter account and created the, the Reddit that's mentioned here all the time. But sincerely, you're my favorite part of the week, and it's a pleasure to speak to you. So um, back in my days, everyone's favorite segment, of course. But what's something that back in your day you absolutely do not miss? For example, your columnist, is it not being able to email your column late at night? Is there something back in your day that you're glad is no longer around? Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. I, 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 I don't think in reverse like that because, you know, with back in my day, I, I struggle to come up with things that I either miss or pretend to miss. You know, it's, um, whoa, uh, I, I do think, um, I do think technology is overrated, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm honestly trying to think of something. I feel like the newspaper thing is one. Like, aren't you glad now that like you can edit a column if you make a mistake in it? I don't want to answer the question for you, but like, well, that's a I good. I tried to help him with that part. You know? Yeah, you know that's that's actually a good point. You know, it used to be if you made a mistake and your dumbass editor didn't catch it and it was in print, it just stayed there. And now, if I make a mistake, which I'm prone to do, uh, I can go online and uh, immediately change it. And the the correction appears online within a minute so that's good that's a good thing that's technology at its best way to just Thanks, like Rick. steal my answer and not answer his question he was so excited to talk to you you're his favorite person on the entire uh, show and all he's I, mine I, he's my favorite person but i just I couldn't come is, up with a great answer i dm chris all the time how i love his dad and this is all i get is this lame answer it's all right yep a lancer <laughs> Up next, we are going to... Hold on, sorry. Izzy, do you agree with my dad as a a former writer? Do you write still? I don't even know if you write anymore. Uh, um, No. (laughs) Uh. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with his assessment on uh, being able to edit columns? Um, No. I'm one of those people. I was was never really a check my answers kind of guy. 
So um, I always just kind of go when I'm done, I'm done. And it's an editor's job to find that mistake. And I can always blame them if, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, we're just going to keep it right there. Izzy, uh, I believe, has a question for Greg Cody tonight. So go ahead, Izzy. I do, Greg. I think I told you this before. Like I, uh, One time, I forget which drunk Mickey Mouse, uh, bitter Mickey Mouse it was. But there was one of them where I, I was driving on 595 and had to pull over because I was crying so much. It was so funny. And I want and I know that I've missed some updates on the drunken Mickey on the bitter Mickey Mouse, but I want to know where the hell he is. Yes. Um, when will he be back? And can you please, if you're thinking of, of retiring him for good, please don't do that. Yeah, people are wondering about that. Um, I actually have a picture. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I took a picture of myself as I pulled over as proof. So <laughs> did you? I, I think I you just. I think you just kind of heard a small example of why Bitter Mickey has gone away. It's because uh, oh. since he's lost mm. his voice, like he can't. It sounds like a like Mickey's been smoking 17 packs a day for seven years. It's, Maybe uh, that makes it better. You know, my voice has. Uh, it's an octave lower because of various issues, physical issues I'm having. And, um, you know, I used to be able to do the falsetto like Robin Gibb. And now um, I find it tough. So even when I go, Eisner, you know, it just it sounds hoarse. See, sounds like um, a smoker. Mickey C. You know, Levitard himself, you know, the king of, uh, of, of everything, has uh, asked me to bring back uh, Bitter Drunk Mickey. And, and I'm uh, obliged to do it. I want to do it. But I just don't know if my voice can get there. So that that's uh, that's a yeah. work in progress. Izzy is uh, is bringing back Mickey. All right, we are going to throw it out next to Steak Sauce in Albuquerque. Go ahead, Steak. Hey, Greg. I'm a uh, fellow newspaper man. I've been in the newspaper business for 13 years. Um, two quick questions for you. Uh, do you remember your first byline? And do you still own or know anybody who owns a pike pole? Uh, uh, what what was that last thing? The pike pole. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, what uh, what writing do you do? What um... I've done everything Izzy knows. I'm uh, <laughs> I've done agate copy editing, features, beat writing, columns, news edit. And now I'm a designer. I can put wow. out a newspaper by myself. Wow. Um, the pike pole thing, no, uh, I was never on that side of the the office. Um, my first byline, I do remember actually. It was um, it was in 1972. Believe it or not, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm I'm coming up on. I was a teenager. When, I'm not that old. I was a teenager when I started. I was negative five. I think I was sixteen when I had my first byline. But um, I interviewed a uh, Coconut Creek High School football coach who, um, and, and that was my first byline. And um, about a week after that, they sent me out on to cover my first game. And I was so nervous when I came back to the office that um, I just started driving. And I crashed my Buick Skylark into the corner of the building where my office was. And to this oh, day, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's now a Keys Realtor uh, company. And to this day, you can see a small chip in the where a car hit it uh, 50 years ago. Why are you nervously run into a building? Uh, I was, I'm 16 years old. I just started driving. I was sent out on my first assignment. It was a football game at Pinecrest High School. Uh, the, the coach was Bill Muncy. God rest his soul. And uh, I get a great interview. And, and I'm, coming, I'm coming back, and I got to write my story on whatever it was, a Texas instrument at the time or whatever it was. 
and um, and I took a turn a little too sharp, and I nicked the side of the. Uh, wow, you know. I've never heard that story. That'd be crazy if Wild Bill was still with us. No, Bill Muncy, uh, <laughs> he was a fossil then. I mean, he's probably been dead for forty years. But, uh, <laughs> Can yeah. I quickly jump in and ask Chris, because your dad, when I, and he told me about you one time, he made it sound like you were on the verge of being a professional poker player. Mm-hmm. Like how, uh, how serious a poker player were you? That was, that's interesting. Like before, you know, my, like right out of high school was not my most productive years. Like it took me a few <laughs> years before. Wow. See, exactly. Chris, Chris cash, cash game. <laughs> wow. Heads up. Yeah. So it took me, it took me a few years to like, you know, start taking college even serious. Like I flunked like almost all my classes, my first call. So long story short, I was, yes, I ended up at some point, like school wasn't a big priority for me. And I started gambling and I was doing well gambling, you know, betting on sports and playing poker. And yeah, for a good, I'd say from like 18, cause back then you could, it was big. Like that was like right when the Chris Moneymaker stuff happened. It was like me from like there for the next like eight years. I was just, yeah, I was, I, hmm. I, I was never that good. Like I probably had like a year where I was like actually do had money in my bank account, but the rest of it, it was, you know, get, like who, no one really does well gambling. If, if they're saying that they do, they're probably lying. So like, well, you know, I, I was into poker, but to answer your question for a few years, really into I, poker. I, I remember Izzy, we like, that was our first interactions was at, I believe, Dania Highlight. Yep. And it was like the tournament for the Levitard show. And I was there because before I was even working on the show, because I knew my dad, like I got to play that for free. So I went and played that thing. And like, yeah, you were just like, yeah, we play poker all the time. I remember you like extending that olive branch to me. And that's why right, I like so right. we're so I'm nice surprised to me. We haven't played uh, more often, but anyway. Yeah. All right. We're going to go out right now to our favorite public servant, the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, Mayor Matt. Go ahead, Mayor. Thanks, Crispy and uh, Greg, Chris, everybody. Thanks for being here, and uh, I apologize for being late. I did have a city to run a little bit earlier tonight, but we got done and back at the office and and ready to knock it out. I I do want to say, as somebody who lost his father uh, 20-some-odd years ago, I do love the interplay that the two of you have on the air and uh, makes me just kind of chuckle and and think of of good times. Uh, Greg, we, uh, at the radio station, we actually, our playlist, would play Cats in the Cradle pretty consistently here. It's an adult standards radio station that I'm the manager of, and uh, that and some Barry Manilow and some Tony Orlando. Uh, And I'll apologize because I did join a little bit late if this is a repeat answer, Uh, but you're in in particular, the the back in my day that you had this week was absolutely perfect as it relates to cartoons. I grew up with Bugs Bunny and and all that. So it just hit me. I've heard, I know you've heard that a lot, but that hit me in a deep place. Do you have to sit down and kind of workshop what you put on these back in my days, or do they just kind of come to you organically? Uh, Mr. Mayor, thank you. It's an honor to speak to uh, speak to you. Um, that's a good question because they're tough to do at this point because I've been doing back in my days since 2014, and there are only so many things. You know what I mean? So it's a struggle, and that's why. I, I I stopped doing them as regularly, and and Dan recently pretty much <clears throat> got on me and insisted or begged me to do them every week again. So I'm trying. Um, it's tough coming up with a good idea that I haven't done before. Once I come up with the idea, it's very quick to write them. But coming up with the idea, because I'm all you know, like cartoons even. How do I remember whether I did that in 2015? You know, so <laughs> my, my first step every week is text you know, me. I, I, text me and ask if uh, he's done it. 
Yeah, but you don't always remember. So I yeah. Google, I Google my name back in my day and cartoons just to see if I've done it and I forgot about it. <laughs> and and if if it if that doesn't come up, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in the clear. So I I try that. But there's going to be over there's going to be overlap. Uh, but um, hopefully they're written in a way that entertains and uh, and uh, I enjoy doing them and and I'm glad uh, listeners do as well. Well, I don't think if you did a repeat that anybody would mind at all, quite honestly. But <laughs> uh, we'll move on. I do have an offer for you, and because I like making dreams come true, and <laughs> I know that one of your dreams has been to be a garbage man. Yeah. And so when all this gets over with, I, I want you to come to Cartersville, and uh, you and I are going to ride the back of a garbage truck, and we're going to pull a trash shift. I, I, that is an open invitation. Okay. Uh, we will make as big a deal or as small a deal as you want, and uh, and we're but we're, I want I want this to happen. Well, uh, I I really appreciate that offer, and I'm so thrilled to hear that uh, in the budget, uh, city budget of Cartersville, there's the money to pay for me to fly up there. Oh wow! At the, it's the, finest, hot, the oh, wow. finest hotel in Cartersville. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. <laughs> the Cartersville Hinton Hilton. You know, I want a uh, I, I want a top floor room if you can swing it. Uh, I, I can do that. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I can tell you though, I was I was actually going to waive the fee that I was going to charge you. To, uh, to be up here pulling track. But okay. well, we can negotiate all that. And I'll, yes. I know I'm taking too much time, but Chris, tiny, tiny bone to pick with you, man. I sent you a private message earlier in the week about Pete Saccone. I thought that was pretty top-notch. You probably didn't even read it. Christine Lisi the other day mentioned her boss, Pizza, Pete Saccone. Oh. And I was thinking, Pizza Cone. Man, <laughs> we got we got to make this happen. Oh, oh you did it in Doesn't show. That sound delicious? Yeah, that does... Yeah, my bad. I see it now. I did look that's at it, okay. but it was in show. So like sometimes I just like see things and I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, funny. no, no need to apologize. <laughs> keep, keep the laughs coming and thank y'all. Thank you. And apologize to the group for taking so long tonight. No, not at all, Mayor. Thanks again, Greg and Chris. Thank you. All right. We're going to throw it to Pamela now. Uh, she's got a uh, question about being a grandfather, I believe. Go ahead, Pam. <laughs> Hi, Greg. I'm super excited to get to talk to you because like a hundred other people said, you are also my favorite part of the show. Thank you. My question is, how are you different as a grandfather than you were as a father? And then as a follow-up, does Chris notice the difference? Being a grandfather has been a profound change for me. It's really been a part of my life that uh, I cherish every day. Um, you know, when you, when you go through fatherhood the first time you're young, everything is new, everything flies by, but when you do it the second time as a grandfather, you know, you don't have the day-to-day responsibility. You just have the occasional, uh, interaction. And so it's just different. It's special. I mean, I, I light up every time I see my granddaughter and, and it's just, it's it's the best thing in the world for me. I, I can't explain it any better than that, except to say that it's uh, it's been a bigger, more positive difference in our lives, mine and my wife's, my wife, that I, that I ever imagined, that I ever dreamed of. Yeah, I mean, he's better at talking than I am. I can't really, like, I'm not going to be able to beat that. I mean, he's the best grandpa ever, and I knew he would be. Um, as far as him being different, like, you know, he was obviously 
like at times tougher with me than he's had to be with her so far. But <laughs> it, it actually is funny to see because now she's two and a half. So she's getting to that point where she's running around and she's starting to talk and she's starting to like little snippets of like attitude or something. So like he's starting to even, you know, be a the parent that you're supposed to be to something like that. So it's cool to see him like dealing with a two and a half year old, like trying to be like, no, Graceland, you, no, Graceland, we have to stay, sit here. Like that, that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's cool to see that stuff, but he's, he kills it. He's really good with kids and stuff. Oh, thank you both. Thank you. All right. We're going to Ant in Brooklyn up next. He's got a uh, question about cartoons, I believe. Go ahead, Ant. I got two. First, I want to throw it off of you, Greg Cody from the Greg Cody show. And thank you for joining us. But I'd like to invite you and Chris up to Brooklyn. Five blocks from my house is Greenwood Cemetery. It is 478 acres. My wife and I and our kids walk it pretty much every single day to get our exercise. And we've got some famous folks that you might know, like Boss Tweed, Leonard Bernstein, Horace Greeley. Probably no one else on this chat has any idea who any of those people are, but I think you might. So there's an open invitation, seriously, to come up to Brooklyn, New York, and you can see a really cool-looking cemetery with a lot of really cool-looking stuff. And Um, you can also get a good skyline of Manhattan out of it. I I thank you for that invitation. You had me at Leonard Bernstein, by the way. But um, I will tell you that um, I did a back-in-my-day once called Cemetery Walkers, where I sort of criticized people (laughs) who use the cemetery as uh, as sort of a forum for their exercise. I'm not sure if I like the idea that people are walking past grave, literally whistling past graves in the middle of their jog with their earbuds on <laughs> in a cemetery. I just, uh, there's something wrong with that. Am I wrong? I don't mean to insult you personally, but- No, just I, I, I totally understand. And I mean, non sequitur, they had a point where they had to close it because some people were doing bad stuff. But for the most part with me and my wife, it's just an open area that you can social distance no one's around, no one near you, and you can also get some exercise. Okay. But, you know, I'll move on to my question. Speaking, going back to your back in my day, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite cartoon? Because you mentioned Mel Blanc from Merry Melodies. I'm sure you're a Tex Avery fan. So is it Bugs Bunny? Is it something else? Um, you know, where do you go when you think of your favorite cartoons, either now if you watch or, you know, what your granddaughter maybe or what you watched when you were growing up? Well, I, I always go back to, you know, the, the Roadrunner. Uh, you know, meep, meep, you know, Acme, you know, the, the, the roadrunner, you know, the dynamite. And, and then, you know what I mean? Somebody would explode and be killed with dynamite. And then in the next scene, they're still alive. That's what I loved about a cartoon. <laughs> I don't want realism. You know, I want a cartoon to be a cartoon. And so um, the roadrunner is uh, was, was always my favorite cartoon. All right. Up next, we're going to go out to uh, California with Jeff. Uh, I think he's got a question about working with Chris. Go ahead. Hey, Greg. It's Jeff. Thanks so much for being with us. I have an idea for you for a back in my day. It's about Zoom and how it used to just be an automatopoeia or a sound that a race car would make. Um, you can take that where you want. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> my question is as follows, and it's entirely self-serving. Um, you're, um, married to an attorney, correct? That is correct. Okay. So as a single attorney, I want to know, and Chris, you can, uh, chime in on this as well. What do I do to avoid the annoying parts and emphasize the good parts for a potential, uh, future significant other? 
Are you saying because you're kind of a jerk because you're, attor- you're an attorney? Is yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like trying, I was like, I was trying to make sure I read that question right. Yeah, right. No, 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 because we can be like objectively annoying human beings. Right. Go ahead, Greg. Well, I, I remember early in our marriage and, and my wife was um, graduated law school incredibly early and she was the youngest attorney in our county for a long time. Uh, so she was like a phenom. And, uh, I didn't know that. Indeed. And um, the first time I, I, I don't go to court to watch her, that, that'd be kind of weird, but I have done it once or twice. And the first time I did, I was just struck with her rapport with the jury. You know, she didn't sound like an attorney. She didn't come off all stiff and formal and, you know, hey, look at me, listen to me. I'm the attorney here. She spoke to people conversationally. She spoke to the jury conversationally and, um, and told a story. Uh, you know, being an attorney is a lot about storytelling. And um, and she just had a conversational way about her that uh, that really struck me. And I think if more attorneys did that, they'd be better off. Also, don't be a know-it-all. Like, that's, that's like, he, what he said was right, but that's what I think what you were getting at. Like, sometimes just, you don't, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. But I, I, I struggled not to be. No, I'm kidding. Thank you very much. Jeff, Jeff why do they, why, I've noticed on Twitter, you seem to be like the guy that gets like, as the guy on the show, that kind of is the guy that gets like attacked. Why, why are you the guy that they come after on Twitter? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, is it, is it, is it steak sauce that does it? Like, I feel like I've just seen people like dismissing. Wow. Jeff. Maybe it was uh, what's his name too. Leverated. I feel like has done it. I've seen people just like, <laughs> kind of like be like oh it's just jeff or something like i feel like i've seen that am i wrong am i reading am I- well i think it's because that uh, like my my general state of being is like to be a jackass so that's just like their responses <laughs> hey, to that. I, I respect so, that i respect that man yeah that's kind of where I'll, I, I i didn't mean to take over the show thank you greg i appreciate it very much <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, Chris is the one that likes to take over the show. He likes to become the host of these things. My he bad, did man. On, sorry. He did, sorry. No, no, I'm not. I'm not actually giving you shit, Chris. Thank you for being here this evening. All right. Up next, we've got Mike Ryan fan accounts. Uh, he's got a uh, pretty serious basketball question, I believe. Go ahead. Good evening, Greg. Hello. What uh, sports mascot would you pick uh, to take on five velociraptors in a game of NBA regulation basketball? Velocir- velociraptors? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I, w- I want to say Billy the Marlin, uh, the Marlins guy down here, because he has the long, sharp bill. And I figure that he could like poke the velociraptor because the velociraptor doesn't he have a little, those small alligator arms exactly so yeah. i feel like the the, Slash him. the the marlin's bill would impale his uh thick uh skin before he could counteract i don't know all right that's but, a, that's, 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 that's his start so his starting five is billy the marlin chris what is your what are you most excited as far as expanding uh with the post game show and the uh da- or not the dower anymore the bs or whatever it's called whatever the hell it's called yeah i mean <laughs> i'm excited for all of it man it doesn't really for us it doesn't there's not that much different other than you know starting a little earlier and ending a little earlier you know it's basically turn on the mics and go so it's like it's been an adjustment like i think we're like well like most of the stuff when we've like changed it takes us a little bit to like find our footing but i'm excited about it all like i I love it, man. Like, I don't know. I don't really have any juice, anything juicy to give you. 
No, I'm not I'm looking excited. for anything juicy. Um, I'm just saying because, yeah. you know, like this w- during the pandemic, whenever the format was changed for the Lauer, I personally think you were allowed to shine and so was Billy and so was Tony because whenever you combine you three, it's it's a good combo. It's just like when you combine Billy yeah. and their crew that they have on the mystery crate. So I think right. with you three, given, you know, more time, more show, I think you three would have a good shot at, you know. I- I agree that, you know, being the, the local hour being thrusted on us, not thrusted, but like given to us essentially has made us all better. But, you know, if you ask me personally, I think we're better when we're all there and I can be like the third, fourth voice that can jump in. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, I think it's fun when we do our lower stuff too and we're driving it a lot, but I think our show's at our best when we're all there and like we can like, and I can pick my spots more, you know, just cause I don't feel like at this point in my career, I'm like at a spot where I'm ready to like drive a show completely, as you can tell when I drive the Lauer. So it's, it's like, like you said, it's, it's given us a chance to grow and get better. And I appreciate you guys like still liking it and not like holding it against us. Like as we've tried to, cause none of us, that's the part, the thing about the Lauer I think is, is that none of us are actually fully comfortable being the driver. So it's like, we all have to like, pass it around and we're at our best on the lower. Right. I think when, when nobody's driving and we're all just like jumping in. So it's right. We're, we're, we're all just learning that. Like we're all like, it's we're comfortable when we're all there. Like the stuff when it's us just doing it and Dan and Stu aren't there, like we're still figuring that part out. Well, this, this show is not about Chris Cody's role with the lower. It is about, Chris Cody's role as executive producer of the Greg <laughs> Cody show with Greg Cody. So let's get it back on track. Got derailed there a little bit. Chris, I love you. I'm just messing with you. Um, all right. Up next, we're going to throw it to uh, the recent phenom on the music charts, Fleming M. Uh, he's got a question for Greg Cody. Go ahead, Flem. Yeah. Hi, uh, Greg. First, I just want to say every time I've heard the story about you passing up the opportunity with Dan to watch your kids play sports, it's, Huge. I'm not the only one, I'm sure, on this podcast or anywhere in the world, but from somebody without a father growing up, that's huge. Like with a kid coming up, you uh you truly are. There's three people in our room. There's you and Juju behind me, my grandma and my son, all three have pictures in my room. So thank you for everything. Outside of that, let's move on. All right. So thank you. Uh, you played uh you called games for your sons. I'm not I don't recall whether or not you coach. Either way, you were involved. What's the advice you give? to parents just trying to be involved with kids first time dealing with the kids playing their games, the sports and the parents. Yeah, that's a good question. I did. Um, in addition to announcing, I, I did coach um, a few different sports for both of my sons. And uh, the advice I would give is that, um, and, and it's a cliche, but it, it just flies by. I mean, they're a five or six year old, playing t-ball and beginner soccer for the first time and a minute and a half later they're 12 um and then you're going to their high school graduation i mean it's weird it's weird the way time happens because sometimes the days seem so long um but the years seem so short it's a phenomenon really but it's uh it's especially true with kids and so if you have a child um you embrace that literally and figuratively, you know, you, you take advantage of every opportunity to be present, to be there and to nurture and to just be involved because it doesn't last. And 
you know, it, it's just different. And, and, you know, Christopher and I still have a great relationship and he's in his early thirties now, but in terms of childhood, uh, that's something that's fleeting and it's so precious. And um, I know a lot of you are parents and, and you know what I mean? It's uh, you know, it can be frustrating uh, and aggravating, but uh, at the same time you step back and you look at the big picture and this is the one shot you have with these kids in your life and take advantage of it. Greg, that was a, a beautiful, beautiful answer. If you spoke like that all the time, you would be one of America's preeminent podcast hosts. Um, that was that was uh, wonderful. Um, all right, we're going to throw it to Steve next. Uh, I think he's got an interview question. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Greg. So for, for the Greg Cody podcast, I'm going to give you four names, and you got to pick the, your dream person to interview. So it would be Carl Yastrzemski, Mavis Staples, Elton John, and Paul Radke. Oh my God! Wow, Paul Radke. Paul Radke is who we want. We want those Levitard Show listeners to come over and download, and we know that they're coming over. I mean, it's I, was, a, I was asking Greg, Chris. It's, Sorry, it's, it's, it's a good thing you didn't uh, uh, have Izzy Gutierrez on the list because that uh, you know he he might have been number one. But um, oh, wow, seriously, uh, you know of that list, um, I've actually tried to reach out to Yastrzemski's people to interview him, and he is so um reclusive he does no interviews um unless he really knows you so i'm that, that's out of the question um mavis staples and and elton are are two of my heroes uh in life not just musically but um in in all in all they do uh, uh outside of music so they they would be tied for one and two elton and, and mavis elton would probably get me more uh downloads that week but uh i would love nothing more than to um Speak to Mavis Staples. Radke was the answer. I know it was, but I'm not on the show. I'm not on the show right now. There's no Honestly, hard network out. That's actually I can like, say whatever the hell I want. I feel like I don't even know if we like we might get more downloads from Paul Radke than if you had Elton John on. One thousand percent. I mean, maybe you're. I guess you're relying on Elton John's audience coming over because, like, the Levitard Show fans would probably want to hear you talk to Paul Radke more than Elton John. They don't know what a podcast is. It's fine. Right. <laughs> You know, you may be right. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've actually Googled Ratke's name. I can never quite remember whether it's R-A-D-K-E or R-A-T-K-E. I've Googled both and come up with nothing. I mean, he was older than me. He may be dead by now. You know, he, he may be in one of the cemeteries I visit on my next vacation. It's a $50 fine, right? If not. <laughs> All right. We're going to throw it to John in Miami. He's got a quick question for you. Go ahead, John. Hey, Greg. Let me uh, preface by saying that Tuesdays with Greg uh, get my, my Tuesday started right. Um, the very same Greg Cody from the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. So um, having said that, I was wondering if you could share with us maybe one of the funniest moments that you've ever had with uh, Dan Lebitard, either on the show or perhaps off, um, you know, during your, your days together. I mean, the funniest moments on the show are... A, a matter of record because you hear them. And uh, when we're all laughing, belly laughs on the show, that's not contrived. That's actually happening in real time. So those are, those are out there. Um, on a personal matter, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. Um, the first time we uh, went to Mardi Gras, uh, there were a few friends with us, uh, a couple of his friends, a couple of my friends, and he got into a bet with uh, a friend of mine who was my neighbor at the time uh, who would win a 100-yard dash. 
And so in the middle of New Orleans, uh, and everybody's drunk. I'm not even going to try to put a bow on that. Everybody's drunk. And so Levitard carrying a big-ass beer uh, starts a, a maniacal foot race with my neighbor, and the beer is spilling, and it's like, you know, his hat is... He was wearing a beret at the time for some reason, and it's flying off his head. And I just remember that visual. And and that was one of the hardest times uh, I've ever laughed in my life. Watching those, those are two big guys. They're both like, you know, 6'2", 240 pounds. And, uh, and, and that, that was a visual. That, that was fun. What was the color of the beret? I think it was gray, oddly enough. I think it was a nondescript uh, gray beret. Yeah. I don't think he's worn a beret since. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. I'm going to throw it, I'm going to throw it back to our foreign correspondent, Morgan. I believe she's got a, a favor to ask of you. Go ahead, Morgan. Hey, Greg, just wanted to say if you wanted to sing crepe with me. <laughs> Would I have some crepes with you? <laughs> yeah, you can have crepes too. <laughs> I think waffles were ahead of them, weren't they? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't quite she understand. Wants, she, wants you, she wants you to sing creep with her. <laughs> Wow, no, no, that's too slow. It's too morbid. I, <laughs> what? I, this was your idea. Yeah, you brought this song up. You did this. I, I'm not, not I'm me. Not, no, I'm not. You were supposed to pick no. Elton. It was set up for you, Greg. Jesus. No, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sing that. No. <laughs> not, not that, not that many beers in deep tonight. Yeah, pretty much right. Okay. That, that, I made him promise true. me. I was like, "We're going on a date. You behave yourself." Before. No, and I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I would sing my song "Letting Go" if you want to do. There we I go. Found go right this interesting. I thought that you might keep going, Greg. Come uh, on, let's get it. Come on. <laughs> okay. I found this interesting. <laughs> Same part. I thought that you might too. There's good friends and good women. Sometimes both won't do. <laughs> right. Thank you. Ow! Yeah. Thank you. Round of applause. All right. We're going to throw it out to Lou Rafter, a.k.a. Bruce in Sales. Uh, I think he's got something to present you with. Go ahead, Lou. Hey. Thanks. Actually, I have a question first, and then I got something for you. So I want to know the time in your life when Chris did something and you said, Chris, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. Oh, wow. Uh, there were there were a few of those times. Um, there were a few of those times. Uh, one was in high school where he's getting into this back and forth with a guy and he ends up, you know, puncturing his tires and, you know, something involving a car. And, and there's... Whoa. I didn't puncture anybody's tires. Did they puncture your tires? Yeah. But then you retaliated. You like ran your car at the guy and almost hit him or something. That Jesus sounds a Christ. lot worse than it actually was. Okay, and then and then I don't even want to talk about your entree into college, your first semester in college. Yeah, we don't we're, have to talk about that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to you to explain because I don't want to put it out there publicly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there have been a couple of disappointments, but uh, uh, you know. All, all of that, of course, his, his rise, of course, is, is outdoes any kind of disappointment, right? Like his accomplishments now. He, he's become a good young man. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> all right, Greg. So like the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody, uh, we like to stand out. So while all this was going on in your interview, uh, I made you a custom Greg Cody hat with hat for you. Wow. What the hell? 
Here's where he goes. Christopher, why haven't we made these already? That's beautiful. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> wow. I am speechless. That's uh... <laughs> Lou, uh, if you want to tee up your famous question. Now, we've asked a lot of lot of big, big names at ESPN this question. Um, so we, we figured you, uh, you deserve uh, the respect to be asked it as well. So, Lou, go ahead. Hey, Greg. Uh, yes or no? Have you ever pooped your pants? You never know. On that note, Greg, we want to give you the chance. We, we messed around with the idea of asking you if, if you could play along with us for a hard network out or something. But we want to ask you one more question, and all this will be edited out and let you beat the hard network out uh, with uh, You Never Know and uh, and wondered if, if you would play along with us. Sure. What do you need? Who needs me? All right. <laughs> Look, Lou, uh, if you want to tee up your famous question, now we've asked a lot of lot of big, big names at ESPN this question. Um, so we, we figured you, uh, you deserve uh, the respect to be asked it as well. So, Lou, go ahead. All right. Uh, yes or no, have you ever pooped your pants? Yes, of course. Anybody who says no is lying. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I was an infant once. I mean, there were things called diapers. I mean, if you Such a bad there, joke. Such a bad joke. Like, I love a bad joke, but that is such a bad joke. I mean, <laughs> that you start with infancy, right? That's where you are. Very true. Very true. Um, so that thank you for answering that. Honestly, we were just going to the, the joke there was going to be that you just said, you never know. And then we were going to end the podcast. But you get that. <laughs> OK, let's do it again. Let's do okay. it again. You keep okay. me up. All right, I'll do it. I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> you just got a little taste of what every Sunday is like for me. Doing it's show it's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Team me up again. We'll, we'll uh, end it like that. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.